As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. Hey everybody, this is Mason. Uh, Zorn kind of threw this on me last week. I didn't know I was going to be the host this week, so this is going to be a new experience for me. But on the podcast today, we have uh, a couple people returning today. We have uh, Tristan Greenfield. What's up? We got Morgan McSpadden. Hey, hey. And we got a newcomer, Bailey Potter. Hey. And so today we're going to kind of talk about uh, division in the church and... uh, just how everybody feels about have the experience that uh what do you think our responses uh as christians should be towards that and uh just kind of how should we approach this in our society today with just everything going on why are we divided as christians in the church when we really should be showing a united front so we can show that love of christ to the world so uh really i'm just gonna start from there how should we deal with division or rather, uh, have you experienced division in your church or a church setting before? Yeah, I've definitely experienced it, especially uh, in uh, my church. And I, not only that, but I felt division whenever I completely moved from different religions. Like I was, I was, grow, I was growing up in a Catholic home, in a Catholic home, in a Catholic church, and then going from that to Baptist, and then something happened there to where now we're non-denominational Christian and that we just believe that what the Bible says and that whenever the Holy Spirit moves in us, you know, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, definitely it, it, it's kind of hard because mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, it's kind of like high school yeah, and like sometimes there's clicks and that you're like, oh, I'm so used to talking to Susan, <laughs> so <laughs> let me just hang out with Susan. I feel like no one really gets out of their bubble and try and connect with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like hard to uh, connect with other people, even though we're called to be family and brothers and sisters in Christ and all that stuff. So definitely, yeah. Okay. Bailey? Yes, we experienced division in my church as well, um, especially when God started changing my pastor's heart. There were changes in the people that wanted to still go to our church. They didn't like the people we were inviting in. Uh, there were also, because we were a small church, there were arguments that uh, we were having nepotism. Mm. So the pastor was only letting his family get jobs and things like that inside the church. Right. And even in our community, uh, when new churches started to pop up, we always there always seemed to be some reason why this new church wasn't going to last or things like that. How about you, Morgan? Yeah, I've definitely um, experienced some division in the church before. Um, there's always been the ever-present, um, someone doesn't like the music in the church argument that I've always heard. Um, and then when I was young, the the church that really I grew up in and that I was raised in, um, there was a big division when I was about 11 where the congregation sort of split and a bunch of the members left. And um, that kind of shaped, not necessarily my beliefs, but it really showed me how the church is made up of human beings who are going to make mistakes um, and that, you know, no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. But but we need to seek out the Word of God more than anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. I'd say for me, uh, 
lately it's been uh, especially with the whole i haven't really seen it firsthand but i do know that there are a lot of people right now with the whole coronavirus epidemic people wondering should we be back in church should we still be at home should we what precautions should we be taking should we be wearing masks should we not be wearing masks it's and uh it's really unfortunately become a a political issue on a a large part where it shouldn't have been Mm -hmm. and uh now people are, I think, more concerned about themselves rather than the well-being of other people. And I think that's really something that's gotten out of hand. Yeah. So how do uh, you feel about Christians being divided against one another? I think what Morgan said earlier about us being humans mm-hmm. plays a large part into it. And uh, going back to the Bible, we see in a lot of the letters from Paul to these churches that there was division in those churches as well. And it doesn't mean there's necessarily something wrong with the church. But usually it's something wrong with the people not having the right relationship with God. Right. Um, for me, it kind of breaks my heart because it's like we're, we're chosen people that are supposed to come together and be the example of the bride of Christ. And um, this, this topic specifically about division within the body and believers and stuff like that individually between churches, uh, different uh, d- denominations, congregations, it makes me sad because I'm like, we're called to all work together. Why are we competing? You know, and like it goes in with this scripture, 1 Corinthians 1, 10 through 13, it says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there will be no division among you, but that you will be united in the same mind and the same judgment. And so like, he he was promising that to us that we would work together as a team and i feel like we can't function as just individuals all the time mm-hmm. i feel like we have to have that second person that person that encourages us and stuff like that and so it just really breaks my heart and i still continually pray about it that there will be open minds uh, and uh refer reformation of the mind for people to be able to come together in one spirit so Mm -hmm. you got anything on that morgan i mean it it does sadden me um you know to think that we've been called to be this body of believers and and to work together um for one common purpose and that's to further the kingdom and to further god's purpose but like i said earlier we're human beings and no one's perfect not even the first creation that god made so right um and so yeah uh, for me it's really lately i've uh something i've grown up with is i've seen people judge other people for how they do worship and how they uh really operate their services other churches being against each other like uh-huh. uh denominations being against each other somebody from assemblies of god not liking how somebody does like a church of christ service or church of christ not liking how non-denominational uh people do their services or uh but in the end, we're all we're still all serving serving God. We we all love Jesus. That's what we say, mm-hmm. and so we really shouldn't be as divided as we are. And I think we get hung up on the specifics of worship and the specifics of doing service. How we pray? Do we speak in tongues? Do we not speak in tongues? And in the end, we're really we're all going for the same goal. We should all want everybody to try and reach Christ in some way to mm-hmm. get to that point in their life. And I think people on the outside see us fighting within and against each other that they're like, I don't want to be a part of that. You guys don't seem to love each other. And there's this great verse that really talks about this specifically. And it's John 13, 
34 through 35, and it says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Nobody's going to know that we're disciples of Christ if we're fighting with one another. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys have to say about that? I completely agree. Um, Out of my personal life, um, I'm the only one in my personal family that really goes to church. My brother does too whenever he has time, but we he goes to a different church. He still goes to the Catholic church because he honestly, he feels at home there. Like mm-hmm. he, he feels like he really understands whenever the priest uh, puts things and it's just like how different people learn different things. Like you could be kinetic or visual or um, auditory learners. And it, it, I feel like it's kind of like that with like, um, Go, like finding a church or mm-hmm. being a part of a, domi- a denomination because um, with me I like the loud music <laughs> I like the talking I like the the emphasis on the truth that uh, our pastor speaks on and like that's me though mm-hmm. you know and, but I shouldn't like over here like pound it in my brother's head like oh no you have to go to my right. church you have to do it this way because I'm the older sister like no what mm-hmm. once I realized and whenever God showed me, like, hey, Tristan, he's going to come to me the way he wants to come right. to me. He's going to learn about me the way that he's able to learn about me. And, like, literally God was like, please take a step back. Mm-hmm. He's like, just be that example, just like you were saying, uh, to be that example for the uh, the world to know that we love each other. And he was like, just love on him. Mm-hmm. Love on him. Support him try and get to know him better like like that's crazy to say like he's my brother we were raised together like no there's things i didn't know about him right and while that was building we started building that relationship and he would come to me with questions about god and like how what are different ways that uh he could learn about god and build his relationship with him you know and i felt like whenever we our personal lives and and in our hearts whenever we drop that bitterness of like someone not believing the same way that we believe or worship the same way we worship Mm -hmm. and sing and all that stuff and like i have a prayer room and you don't like (laughs) being able to let those down and just loving them because like guess what you share one thing in common and that's loving god yeah so connect on that you know and so like whenever we're able to let those things go i think it's such a beautiful thing and like it it sucks that like it's not just in your own congregation or between two different denominations but it's also in your family like Mm -hmm. and i never noticed that you know so right how about you bailey Whenever I think about those things now, definitely in the past, I used to let myself get hung up on them. Uh, and then as I was praying over this today, uh, God reminded me of the verse from Matthew chapter 7 where it says, Judge not that you be, uh, judge not, that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measures you use, it will be measured to you. And then it goes on to talk about the stick and the log and the eyes and all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really made me have to stop and think, you know, if I'm going to judge someone based on how they worship, do I want to be judged on how I'm worshiping? Mm-hmm. Right. All those things. And especially as these last couple of years, I've been uh, working here in AMP, uh, building bridges with the other... Denominations. 
the nominations. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, building all these bridges, I've become to realize, you know, a lot of the things that we fight over are so trivial mm-hmm. and just not worth the hassle of going in and just loving God instead. Right. Right. Yeah, that was something that I kind of started uh, getting worked on on me last year was because there was a point when I was thinking that my church is the best and that no other one can compare to this. <laughs> and <laughs> I was so locked into how my church was doing worship, how we were doing prayer, how we were doing service. And I just didn't have any clue as to how wrong my thinking was that, that we're not better than anybody else. You know, we're doing, we're trying to reach the same goal that everybody else was. And so God kind of started leading me to visiting other churches and seeing how they did service. And I started visiting other churches around here in Claremore, uh, going to life church in Tulsa and, uh, really just seeing that we're not that different. I went to Claremore assembly of God and their service has a few things that are different, but really the message and the way prayer was done was the same. I did the same thing. I went to vessel church. It's a Methodist church. And, it was largely the same way that we did service. Few things were different, but we're all going for the same goal. We shouldn't be at each other's throats about how we're trying to love God because that's really what we're trying to do. And uh, it's just kind of showed me to change my thinking and stop judging people because really that's what I was doing. And uh, God really started to take down that hardness I had in my heart and really opened up my eyes to what I was not seeing before. Mm. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that, Morgan? Yeah, I mean, serving as one of the worship leaders at my local at my local church, um, definitely having not been raised in the same sort of um, denominational setting growing up as the one I'm in presently, um, they had two totally different like worship styles when it came to music. And so now being in that sort of leader leadership position in my own church, um, one of the things is they don't really raise their hands a whole lot in my new church setting, and that's not how I was raised. And um, I had um, I went to a worship leaders sort of um, chat with Carrie Job and Cody Carnes. They were mm. who were facilitating it, and. Um, my mom went with me and she asked this question of, you know, what do you do when your um, congregation doesn't want to, um, you know, embrace this, this new sense of worship or um, it's just foreign to them? And he said, if you think about it, Cody said, if you think about it like swimming, you've already swam in the deep end. You know what it's like. You know it's amazing. And they're just trying to figure out if they like the kiddie pool. <laughs> and so you've got to give them time and let them learn and, and work at it at their own pace. And, and I thought that was some of the best advice is like, you've got to let the Holy Spirit deal with them because he has his own timing and it's still their choice whether or not they want to embrace it. So right. that's kind of my take on that. Right. I think it's so funny because like I watch TikTok so <laughs> they have a bunch of like different Christian content uh, con- uh, content makers and it's funny because like there was like a video of like how like different ways to worship. It's like are you the football goal? <laughs> like are you the jazz hands? Or are you the one to just stand with the hands in your pockets? But it's like even though it doesn't matter where your hands are it doesn't matter how you're worshiping what your body posture is because, like, even within prayer, there's different body postures to basically submit to to the Lord. But in every single one of those, if your heart posture is mm-hmm. there, there's no difference. Right. Yeah. 
there's no difference at all at all so whether my hands are all the way up in the hair waving like it just don't care or like down low like I just want me myself and I right here I don't want to be too rambunctious like that's okay like Mm -hmm. embrace your worship stance I'm (laughs) telling you now (laughs) and like for those that are scared like like you said like they're like just trying to test it out like let me see if you feel so led by God to just fully worship him the way that he wants you to worship him, right. do it. If you got to run around the building seven times to bring down that wall, you do it. Because in those moments, like I feel like people are able to witness such genuine love, witness that genuine love in that person. And like you can, you can tell when someone mm-hmm. has been going through something. Right. And then whenever they're able to let it out in worship, mm-hmm. and I feel like, gonna plug in amp here that's why i love amp is because literally every person in this building is a different denomination right right what in the world you would have never thought a place like that in good old uh uh what is it called the bible belt oklahoma (laughs) gonna have one building with a bunch of different denominations Mm -hmm. they worship differently we bring up people that love to worship on the stage and and they worship and they lead worship differently but it's just a beautiful scene to see to be able to just witness Mm -hmm. all these different people the way the different ways they worship who they are and like just one thing in common right they love god right it's amazing right yeah i went to uh for father's day i went to uh my grandpa's little church that he pastors and uh, it'd been so long since I've been, and it's been so long since I've actually heard him teach a message, and I had forgotten how much of a love that he has for God. Mm-hmm. Just he was showing that whenever he was he was singing, whenever he was preaching, and it just it also showed me that little churches can have just as much impact as big churches. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. And uh, one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, because uh, I grew up in the Catholic Church again, but, like, I remember going home to my grandma's house for the weekend, and I stayed for Sunday out of respect for her because she wanted me to stay and sit with her through service. And, again, the way that they do service mm-hmm. versus the way I do service. I remember the way they do service, and I can <laughs> quote it to you. But um, whenever I was sitting there, but I was sitting there with the heart of God, postured to hear him speak to me in that moment, it didn't matter who was up there, God was going to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy to me because the priest that was up there and he was just speaking about like faith and all that stuff. It was crazy because it was like Holy Spirit aligned because my pastor literally said the same thing right. the week before. Like Holy Spirit can use anybody right. and anything to witness to his people. And so I just wanted to state that because going back to what you said about your grandfather's church, like I never realized that because my heart posture wasn't there mm-hmm. whenever I was going there. Right. But now since it, it, my heart posture is to God and to hear God in any aspect of life, like I was able to hear God in those moments right. as well, even in a Catholic church that's like so religious on time, how they do their service, like it's crazy. But I love them either way. Right. They're awesome. So. <laughs> Okay, so what is our responsibility in addressing division as a whole and within our communities? Like, And we're not, not just a division on how we do uh, worship or how we do service, but just when like there's friction that's starting to be made in a community. And we'll start with like small communities because that's kind of more of like how we'll deal with it. And then eventually, hopefully, that can break out into uh, the larger uh, picture. So like, how, how would you guys approach dealing with that division? 
I have a verse, and I always, you know, try to look at the Word of God as our example of, mm-hmm. of start there and, and see what God's direction is for His people. And so this is out of 1 John 2, um, verses 9 through um, 11. If anyone claims I am living in the light but hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. But anyone who hates a fellow believer is still living and walking in darkness. Such a person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by the darkness. And I think sometimes we get tunnel vision as believers a lot of the time. And um, we sometimes get to that mindset of our church is like the only church that matters, which is not true at all. Um, And we sometimes get focused on ourselves and what we want um, or what we want to get out of a service. And so I think you really have to come back to that that heart of worship is what are we here for? We're not mm-hmm. here to exalt ourselves. We're not here to, um, you know, please people with the message. I mean, if your pastor is only preaching, um, or she, because some people do have female pastors, mm-hmm. um, you know, if they're only preaching that feel good stuff of the Bible, that's that's not who our God is. Our God is loving and is caring, but he also has a wrath and mm-hmm. he will unleash it when he needs to. So, um, you know, think about is is what you're doing, um, is it to be self-serving or God-serving? And, and just really sort of always be testing the waters. You know, why am I here, God? Um, is there still a purpose for me here? Are we fulfilling your purpose as your church? And just question those things because um, there's nothing wrong with self-examination of your purpose or of God's purpose with your life or with Mm. your church. Mm -hmm. I want to jump off of that where she, uh, where Morgan was talking about how, uh, is your pastor like, uh, talking the feel good stuff just so you could stay in service and, uh, maybe it applies to you and it makes you feel good for a moment or are they speaking the truth? Are they speaking uh, through the Holy spirit and being used by a vessel? Mm. And the scripture that goes with that, uh, that I found is Romans 16, 17 through 18. And it's a warning from God. It says, I appeal to you brothers to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught avoid them for such persons do not serve our lord christ but their own appetites and by smooth talk and flattery they deceive the hearts of the naive and so like morgan said i completely agree with her and i piggyback off of that because like say like if i were to be a speaker and a vessel for god in front of a bunch of people it has to come back to me and my heart and my uh, self-examination. It's like, where is my heart? Am Mm -hmm. I just speaking out of, oh, Tristan? Or am I speaking because God has given me a message and I am humbly bowing before God as a vessel to talk to them? And I believe that it's a heart heart issue whenever people rise up in a fence because they have really tucked down the anger and haven't spoken on it. 
you guys, transparency is such a huge thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we don't get told that enough that it's okay to voice how you feel. Right. And we really vocal that here in AMP. And then I know, and also in my church, that we vocal that like, hey guys, like if you are feeling a certain way about someone, about the teaching or whatever, Please be vocal. We want to hear your opinion. You're not being mm-hmm. shut out because guess what? You're part of the body. It's it's like me telling someone that has an issue with it. Oh, like, oh, we don't care about that. It's like me chopping off my foot. Like it goes back to it doesn't matter what church you're in. We are all part of one body right. of Christ. And it's and like that scripture says, you can't tell to the ear that you don't need it, you know and you're an eye or whatever or like you're the arm but you can't tell the muscles like oh we don't need you you're gonna be a limp noodle like (laughs) i don't know what to tell you like we have like like morgan said i'm gonna keep repeating that because she's so right because it's like we have to be able to be cautious of what we say to each other and where our heart is in that matter are we speaking out of anger are are we speaking out of our own desires Mm -hmm. you know so just being cautious on that and having discernment of what you are allowing into your own beliefs right. and how you believe things and how you put your belief and your love of God on other people. So one of the things I found that helped, at least with me, when it came to division and one thing that I think is always a good first step is uh, something that's been mentioned multiple times here tonight by Morgan Mason. You mentioned it earlier. Tristan even just said it. It's love. Mm. And it's this love for God that will help us overcome these divisions. Uh, the example I think of and one that really started me on my journey of reflection and helping me overcome my, I guess, pride in my churches mm-hmm. uh, was See You at the Pole this year. Oh, yeah. Where mm. uh, the BCM Fusion and AMP all got together and organized the event mm-hmm. uh, amp was mostly there for physical labor but <laughs> we were happy to serve yeah uh and then it was about coming together as members of christ members of the church mm-hmm. coming to pray for the place that we are, all attend and that we all love right right and that's that's kind of something that uh i remember zorn's talked about that before is he always wanted to see all the ministries on campus united together not against each other not worried about uh, oh, your ministry is taking uh, these certain students and we're not getting enough over here. Like, not really yeah. worrying about numbers because that's something that Zorn always talks about. He's not worried about how many people are coming in here. As long as somebody is getting fed the Word of God, that is all that matters. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the same with whether they're here or whether they're at BCM or whether they're at Fusion or whether they're at CIA or whatever group it is. It's like, it doesn't matter as long as they're somewhere. And that's really, in the end, at the end of the day, that's what should matter. As long as somebody's at a church that has the true teaching and beliefs of the Bible and of God and really believes that and who Christ is and is their goal is to really just show that love to the world. And mm-hmm. that's all that matters. But it's like that popular saying, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. And since we're truly supposed to be this model um, of the body of Christ and and working together and um, doing all these works and, and, you know, ministering to people and being a safe space for people um, to come and seek God. If we're truly the body and we cut off our foot or we decide Mm -hmm. to exile um, a certain person or a certain 
um, people group denomination, then it's like, well, if you cut off your foot, you're going to fall on your face. Mm-hmm. So um, we we truly need to be this guiding light for the church and, and not bash other denominations um, because you never know, for instance, when someone may walk into your service looking to mm-hmm. seek God and maybe you um, are... And maybe that's their first step toward coming back to God, or that's their first step in general. And they were raised in, insert this background, and now you've just bashed their entire history, right. and now right. you've turned them away. Yeah. And so we really need to be careful with with what we say and with how we approach people, because um, we're supposed to, to be that witness for God, and, and if that's the experience that they get, they're not going to want to... to have a relationship with us yeah. right right and that oh sorry go ahead i just want to say truth yeah <laughs> um but in that i was always told ever since i moved to claremore and my stepdad would always tell me he says your first impression is literally your only impression and they have a first glimpse of you and they see you and they're going to look at how you what's your body language uh, what are you talking about? Is what you're talking about with passion? Or can they tell the sarcasm in your voice and what you're speaking? And just like with Morgan said, um, like choosing what you say, like like you don't know that person that just walked into your building that has, that has walked in wanting to know Jesus and coming back or like this is the first time, you know, and they've been through some turmoil. Like they got a story mm-hmm. and like you just, you were supposed to be a witness to them and you completely missed your opportunity because you and Susan were gossiping about someone else in the church right. or you were gossiping about another church. And just like you said earlier, Mason, about how if we're showing hate to each other's de- de- denomination and we're trying to be an example to the outside world, because like it says in scripture that we are not of this world, we are we just live here. Right. We're just walking ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And if we're not able to do that by just showing each other love, mm-hmm. like like you said, they're not going to want to be able to hear about the God that we worship. Right. You know, and, but I see people, and it goes back to what a, a friend of mine uh, said before. She's like, I've had, I have friends that like are these different cultures and backgrounds and they just love each other. Mm-hmm. Like, they know each other's story, and they just love each other. Right. But yet, a simple a simple Sunday, we have different churches competing against each other to fill seats. Right. No, you should be filling up the hearts of people mm. with the love of God. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't... Oh, I would love to see this one day, to just combine all the churches in one community, together in one place, giving the word of God. Oh, my goodness. That would be like... I, I could die and just go to heaven because I'm just like, yes, God, it's happening. But it's like, why don't we see that? Right. Why we we see only a couple leaders, but the rest of them don't want to because of their pride. It's swallowing mm-hmm. them whole and pride beco- comes before a fall. Right. Please, like, what is this? I don't understand. It makes me so sad because I'm like, I we sp- we speak this so passionately, but it's like, just like, like I told you guys before I came in here, I was praying. I was like, God, let this be a stepping stone for anybody that hears it, that we will be able to um, 
close that hole of division Mm. and stand in the gap for that and pray for that. Like I challenge everybody that's listening to like pray for that, pray that that hole will be closed and that we will be able to stand hand in hand together. Mm -hmm. You know, I think heaven would just rejoice in that. That would be so beautiful. Right. And I don't want to be judgmental towards somebody that I'm seeing be judgmental either. That's something that I also have to work on Mm -hmm. and that I forget to do a lot of times. And it's, it goes both ways. Can't, can't be judgmental towards anyone for any reason. I mean, you can have your opinions and you can want to speak the truth of what the word says, but in the end, we just have to love each other. Yeah. And uh, I think that's all we've got for today. Uh, oh, I do want to just say one more thing. It's what I, I love seeing when other churches invite pastors from other churches yeah. to come and speak because it really shows that they're not afraid of losing numbers. I mean, Maybe yeah. one or two will go to that other church because they liked what that pastor mm-hmm. said. And maybe that's because that's where God needed that person. But I just, uh, the churches that I see thrive the most and the communities I see thrive the most, are the ones that invite other people to yeah. speak. And they're, yeah. it's not that one pastor that's keeping it to themselves. Like, it's crazy. I'm going to shout out Destiny Life Church too in this because like, whenever like a pastor, like whenever a pastor's sick or like, like they invite other um, leaders, uh, Christian leaders mm-hmm. in around the nation to come and speak to their congregation because guess what? We don't always have the answer for the group of people that we're leading. Right. Sometimes they have to hear it. Like even though you're preaching the same message every single Sunday and you have those few that just don't aren't getting it, mm-hmm. maybe they'll get it from the other person that's right. fixing mm-hmm. to speak about right. it. We're not all called to the whole world. Me, Tristan Greenfield, is not called to save everyone on this planet. <laughs> Listen, that's right. a lot of work. Right. I'm called to the people God has been able to put in my circle and to put in my life to speak life into and we have to be mindful and be good stewards of that mm-hmm. and like i feel like that's where a lot of division is and like where the divi- uh, where like people get angry about like oh they're going to this church like right. no they're going to that church because they feel led yeah. to that church because maybe they have something that god is wanting them to have mm-hmm. uh that you can't give them i'm sorry like, right you can't give everything to them but yeah right so before we close out, I do want to say the reason I'm hosting and Zorn is not is because he is on a birthday trip with his family. So we just want to wish Zorn a happy birthday. Happy uh, birthday. This will be coming out after he's already celebrated, but wanted to wish him happy birthday anyway. And uh, we just want to thank you guys for listening. And we do hope that you take away from what we've said today and uh, just hope that God is really working on your heart the way he's worked on our hearts. And so I uh, just want to say thank you all for being here. And uh, we hope to... Uh, Hope you'll hear from us again next time. Thank you for listening to the Trend or Truth podcast. This podcast is recorded out of the AMP station in Claremore, Oklahoma. AMP is a Christian ministry geared towards college students and young adults with an emphasis on loving God, loving people, and making disciples. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a subscriber so you don't miss out on a single episode. We release new entries every Monday. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next time.